Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport News. This is episode 113, recorded August 7th, 2022. I'm your host, Charles Current. And in today's episode, first pick of the ASA Neptune 4900, another locksmith ambushed, TikTok challenge targets cars, LPU belt changes, new products, meetups, criminals, sales giveaways, and more. subscribe to the audio version of this show on most podcast apps and at thelocksportscast.com. You can subscribe to the video version on YouTube, Odyssey, or Apple Podcasts. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. Some apps limit the length of show notes and the ability to post links, but you can find all of those at thelocksportscast.com. First up, before we go any further, while I still have your attention, I want to uh, go over David's Guinness World Record attempt uh, charity drive again because i don't think i did a very good job uh the first time so this is by david cox aka coxy picks and it says me and jack are raising money for scotty's little soldiers because it's an amazing charity says the myself and my son are going to attempt to break a guinness world record each i will be attempting the fastest handcuff escape from the rear and jack will be attempting the more difficult challenge of fastest time to escape from prisoner transport irons This attempt will be conducted in front of a live audience at Abbott's Way in Plymouth. The attempt will be overseen by MOD police to verify that the equipment is serviceable and no file play is used. And uh, a little about the charity. It says, Scotty's Little Soldiers is a charity dedicated to supporting children and young people who have experienced the death of a parent who served in the British Armed Forces. A range of programs are provided to support their bereavement needs, well-being, education, and development. And as of the recording of this, it looks like they've reached 83% of their 500-pound uh, target. So consider going over there, checking it out, and perhaps donating some money. I just wanted to put that out there because I don't think I did a very good job of announcing that the first time. Next in the news, we have uh, another locksmith that has been attacked. This, the headline on this one says, Locksmith ambushed, shot, and left lying in the street on work call. This was out of Detroit. The article says that a Detroit locksmith on a routine call was ambushed at a job site by robbers who opened fire, shooting him twice. It says uh, the locksmith named Eli was on a call Wednesday night. The recall was from a woman saying she needed a key made for her car. His wife says that when he got there, a woman came out of the house and told him that the car was around back of the house. He walked back and caught a glimpse of a man wearing a ski mask holding two guns. He turned to run, but the suspect shot him and demanded he turn over all his valuables, including all of his expensive locksmith equipment. At that point, he did what he was told. He thought they were going to finish him off, but luckily they didn't. She continues that as he was laying on the ground, cars drove by slowly with their lights off, and he feared that he would be shot again. But she says that a stranger came out after they heard the gunshots and stood over her husband and protected him until police arrived. He is expected to make a full recovery, but it will be months before he can work again. Police do have two people in custody and confiscated four weapons, 
A similar incident happened a week prior with a different locksmith. And they do have a uh, GoFundMe page set up because he is the sole provider for the family. They have a daughter and the wife is pregnant again. So if you want to help out, you are welcome to check out that GoFundMe page. And again, um, yeah, just just be careful. Be suspicious of everybody. I hate to say that because you want to be a nice guy and you want to help people in need, but uh, you don't know who's who anymore. Then this one was sent in um, by Tiger Trav, and it's uh, about a new TikTok challenge, the Kia challenge on TikTok. So this is a evidently a trend that was going around on TikTok about breaking in and stealing Kias and uh, stealing them using a USB cable. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff is is made about all it takes is a usb cable i've been trying to figure out you know was this fake is this a real thing and at first i was going off of well obviously this is fake they're just they're sticking a usb cable they show sticking a usb cable uh in the ignition and turning and starting the car but looking at the pictures closer most of these pictures you see that the the column cover has been busted off These are key ignition cars, all the ones that I've seen pictures of. They're key ignition cars, not push-button starts. The column cover has been ripped off. The ignition lock cylinder appears to have been ripped out along with the, uh, if there was one, an immobilizer coil. The the pickup coil for the immobilizer chip has been ripped out or severely damaged. And what's inside is a little metal tang that is exactly the right size for a USB, uh, type A USB cable to slide over. And that's what they're doing with the USB cable, it appears, is they're just using it to because it fits over that tang perfectly and gives them something to turn, to turn the ignition. What's interesting and what I couldn't figure out is why the immobilizer system doesn't keep the car from starting. Uh, one of the videos a mechanic actually demonstrates the the process and and that no that the immobilizer doesn't stop it from starting and then in one of the articles uh kia put out a notice that said that this was a problem from 2011 to 2021 models and 2022 models had had the problem fixed what i'm wondering is if this isn't kia trying to avoid excess warranty costs and uh customer complaints is it possible that they did something as stupid as if the immobilizer coil fails, if the computer recognizes that the immobilizer coil has shorted or opened, that it just ignores the immobilizer system and lets the car start so that the customer isn't stranded and that they don't have to pay for a warranty tow. That's that's where I'm at right now. Uh, my theory on why that works so easy. But if you have any other ideas, let me know. It's pretty obvious that the lock cylinder has been torn out when I get to later pictures here. And the immobilizer coils are, as far as I've seen, always missing or extremely damaged. And the car just starts. So that's my theory at the moment. Uh, It looks like somebody is actually filing a class action or attempting to file a class action lawsuit against Kia for this thing. And that also makes me think that is something that Kia did for customer convenience that totally broke their security. Anyway, let me know what you think. Send me an email, leave a comment on the YouTube video, whatever you can do. Uh, Just let me know what you think 
is the probable situation on this. Next up, we have another uh, press release. This one from InventHelp. And it says, InventHelp Inventor develops improved design for mechanical key locks. This is very vague. The language used here is very vague. It's a patent pending thing. So I'm sure that's why they're being vague. But um, I thought I'd read this here so you guys can maybe speculate on what is what this design is. They quote the inventor as saying, I wanted to create a more secure lock chamber that can only be rotated or turned by the pressure or force of the compatible multi-shank key. So I invented the multi-chambered lock. My high security design would help to prevent tampering with lock pick tools. And it goes on to say that the patent pending invention provides an improved design for mechanical key lock. In doing so, it prevents the lock from being picked with straight lock pick tools. As a result, it enhances security and provides added protection and peace of mind. The invention features an effective design that is easy to install and use, so it is ideal for households and businesses. Additionally, it is producible in design variations. So if you have any insight in what this is, uh, let me know. Leave a comment, something. I'm curious what the multi-shank key setup is. And if it is a multi-shank key, how well does it fit in common key cylinders? Because that's the secret to adoption is it's got to be easy for people to use usually to hit the American market anyway. Moving on to community news. We have the first public pick of the ASA Neptune 4900. This was posted to Rainder's YouTube channel. And his video is entitled ASA Neptune 4900 Picked and Gutted Public First. This is just a demonstration video at this point. Um, his picking and gutting of the lock to prove that he did it, but without any narration. So hopefully he will get us something with a little more explanation in the future. I always love to see a good public first video. So congratulations to Rainder on, uh, on that first pick. Moving on to products. We have a video from Locknew that came out right before my recording. Multi-pick TSA master keys. These appear to be metal 3D printed master keys for TSA locks that Multi-pick is selling now. Their product page says Multi-pick TSA master key set for luggage locks. A set of keys for non-destructive opening and closing TSA Transportation Security Administration approved locks. There are seven types of TSA locks currently in circulation that can be opened and closed without having to destroy it with the aid of this set of keys. Some TSA locks are permanently mounted on suitcases and some come as traditional padlocks. These keys, for example, can come in handy to open a TSA lock non-destructively and use it after having bought a baggage at auction. Our TSA keys are made of high quality special alloy and are highly durable. All keys have been thoroughly tested by us and are 100% accurate. Each key is also available separately. So if you've been wanting a set and don't have the ability to 3D print them yourself or have tried 3D printing them and found out that the accuracy just isn't there, then uh, this might be a good option for you. They are a bit expensive, but so if you're curious, check out Locknoob's video if you haven't seen it already. And while we're on the uh, subject of Locknoob and his product announcements, he put on Twitter a post about holdout keys. 
says, one of my new designs for Sparrow's lockpicks, the holdout keys, a fun EDC that disguise themselves on your keychain, breaking apart into picks and tension tools in an emergency. Review soon. So stay tuned for that. Uh, some lockpicks that you can easily just throw on your standard keychain. And HV Logic did a review of the new uh, bare bones lockpicking bone wrap handles. These are uh, plastic handles that go around the standard multi-pick dimple handles. They give you a larger diameter, a little more leverage, hopefully a little less cramping in your hands. If you've been curious about those or you don't know what they are, but you have a a problem with the small handles that come with multi-pick, be sure to check out these uh, multi-pick dimple handles from uh, Bare Bones Lockpicking. And check out HV Logic's review of them. Moving on to meetups. I Fisk sent in this one this week. This is Tool Sydney Meetup. They say Tool Sydney Meetup is back on Wednesday, 17th of August in Sydney CBD. That gives you just over two weeks to get your lockpicking practice in. RSVP if you are coming along. In their About the Event section, it says, Are you interested in lockpicking? Locks, physical security as a hobby, lock picking and the inner mechanics of locks, learning a cool hobby that has practical applications in your life, then Locksport is for you. Whether a beginner, novice, or experienced professional, you have a place at Tool Canberra. All skill levels are welcome and will provide you with tools to get you started. So if you're in the uh, Sydney, Australia area, be sure to check that out. The rest are pretty much the same ones from last week. DEFCON 30, August 11th through the 14th. And they have a lockpicking village. So be sure to check that out if you're going to DEFCON. And we have LockCon 2022, uh, Thursday 25th of August to Sunday the 28th. ISSA LA's 12th Annual Information Security Summit does have a physical security talk by Deviant Olaf on the uh, keynote on the 21st. And that uh, summit is taking place September 20th through the 22nd. Besides Augusta, that has a lockpicking village that is uh, going to be October 1st. St. Con 2022, that is October 25th through the 22nd. A lot of physical security stuff there, so be sure to check that out if you're in the area. Moving on to Lockpickers United Belts, we got a lot to go over this week because we had some belt changes, we had belt stats because it's the beginning of the month, and we have several new belts to announce. So we'll start off with the new belts. We have a new purple belt, MC earned purple, and then Land Spy Key and Prince both earned brown. Congratulations to all of you. And we have one new black belt. Logan is on Discord, has earned black. He's picked the Abloy Classic, the EVA 3KS manufactured some very cool custom picks and mastered impressioning. So congratulations to Logan for earning black belt. Longtime member of the uh, Discord, so been in the community for a long time. So congratulations to Logan on getting that black. So while we're talking about Discord, Discord stats, we have 178 white belts, 312 yellow belts, 614 orange belts, 354 green, 184 blue, 106 purple, 
51 brown, 47 red, and 97 blacks now, really climbing on those black belts. And then we have the Reddit stats, and there is crossover here. So not everybody who's on Discord is on Reddit, but a lot of them are, so you're going to get some crossover here. But on Reddit, there's a total of 5,885 people participating. Of those, 973 are white, 1,597 are yellow, 2,045 are orange, 717 are green, 252 are blue, 113 are purple, 54 are brown, 42 are red, and 92 are black. It's amazing how much traction this has gained. I think when I started, there were less than 2,000 people in the system, and we had right at the teens, I think, in black belts, maybe a little less. Very cool to watch that grow. And there was a post by Correct Jeans in the Discord about changes to the belt rankings. There's always changes going on as things shuffle around, as they, new blocks are introduced, stuff like that. So we'll start with the new additions. We have a Zarker J45 and J45S. Those are going to be green. BASI 3AX is going to be green. The Zeiss Icon P031 is blue. Fab 3 Profi and the 4 Profi are going to be blue. Dom R Plus, blue. Dorma DC 3003, blue. IFAM WX1000, purple. Pollux 5, purple. Multilock Omega Plus, purple. Nagasawi Kodai KCY31, purple. Aldon Corporation Hot Dog Lock, purple. The Fontaine 5 Pin, purple. MGHS Serature, uh, brown. X18. Clavis Q18 Clones, brown. Lockman Megacross Pyramid Drivers, red. The Ruko Combi Plus, red. And the Miwa LB, black. Those are all new locks, and then we've had some shuffling as uh, things turn out to be easier or more difficult than originally thought. So upgrades. The Corbin Standard Cylinder goes from orange to green. The West 916 goes from purple to brown. The Multilock MT5 Plus 800 and Lockwood MT5 not mastered. The Zeiss Icon R10, uh, those all go from red to black. Downgrades, the Dom RN without at least three security pins, two of them dumbbell pins, dumbbell pins, or rattlesnake pins. That is being downgraded from blue to green. And that's only for those that don't have the requisite security pins. The Vachette Axie Home is being downgraded from red to purple. That's a, that's a big downgrade. And then there's a specific update here about DD locks. They say separating this section because it is a group list of changes. Since DD pick making has been recognized as a specific discipline, it does not make much sense anymore for belt related rewards to be linked to it. The tool-making modifiers on the belt of DD locks has been removed. DDs, which were previously subject to that modifier, are reclassified as follows. The Gerda HSS will be brown. The Abus Plus, red with butterfly discs, brown without. The Anchorloss, purple. Rosegren's 32A and 32A8, red. 
and the Rosegren's 32A81S and 32C81P, both black. Alloy Classic Red, which will likely be downgraded and given discount thresholds in the near future, it says. The Abloy Disc Lock Red, Abloy Disc Lock Pro Black, Abloy Exec Black, Abloy High Profile Red, Abloy Protect Black, Abloy Sentry Black, and Dom Diamant Black. And there's also a note here that the Yale Superior and Valencio Magnum are have their pin counts adjusted to be more explicit. Um, and just a reminder, these are changes that apply to going forward, um, at least under the old rules. It's always, if you did a pick before the changes took effect, it still counts as what it was when you did that pick. So don't freak out. As long as you completed your pick before these changes go into effect, you should be good. And for anyone not already familiar with what this Lockpickers United belt system is that I keep going on about, uh, check out the links in the show notes. There are links to the official site with the rules, as well as several videos that explain what the system is and how it works and uh, why it's fun. So check those out if you're curious. Moving on to speed locks, we have some first records, no new records, but some first records. The Dom S picked by Lemon in 6.907 seconds. The Nemeth. Uh, NF4 by Prince in uh, 2 minutes 54.234 seconds. The Lintz C4 also by Prince in 30.499 seconds. So those, they have set the bar. Can you find some of these strange locks and uh, beat that record? That's the question. All right, so now it's time to take a quick break. Say thank you to the people that made this episode possible. Thank you to all of these people. Big, big thank you to all of these people. We'll We'll uh, start with the Patreon subscribers. We have Jimmy Longs, Medler, Panfrog, Michael Gilchrist, Starlock, Williams Brain, Dave To Be Deciphered, Lebon's Locksport, Trinity, Pat from Uncensored Tactical, Three Raccoons and Coat, Sherelle, Dr. Hogmaster, Clayton Howard, aka Cool Tune, Mog, John Lock, Rat Yoke, Mr. Picker, Cranky Lockpicker, JHP Picking, Barebones Lockpicking, Deadbolt Cafe, NWA Lockpicker, and Snake. Chief content producer for this episode is I Fisk. Got that title by sending in the most information that's been used on this episode. Other content producers for this episode include Albert LaBelle, Bandito Brandito 07, Barebones Lockpicking, Trill, Correct Jeans, Cranky Lockpicker, Dark Arts Lockpicking, Polly, Jeff Moss, Joe Picks, Joshua Gonzalez, Kicks Picks, Knox Locks, Kraken, Lady Locks, Norlin, Pandafrog, Prince, Rainer, Trigger Trav, and Tony Varelli. Thank you to all of you for your support. Really, really appreciate it. It really helps make this show possible. And for the rest of you, remember that this show is only possible because of support of the community. So if you value the podcast, please help me keep it going by doing what you can to help support it. The most important thing you can do is probably the easiest. Send in your news, links, events, giveaway information, anything you have. Send them in to me so that I can uh, share them with the rest of the community. The easiest way to do that, podcast at thelocksportscast.com or any of the other methods listed in the show notes. You can send them in anonymously. If you don't want me to credit you, that's fine too. Other ways you can help, you can share the podcast with your lockpicking friends. You can leave a review, comment, thumb up, whatever the platform you listen on allows. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you listen on. If you want to help financially, you're welcome to. Definitely not required, but always appreciated. Uh, You can do that at PayPal or subscribe on Patreon. 
links are in the show notes and at uh, locksportscast.com slash support. If you support the show with a donation or information I use on the show, I will give you credit in the show and in the show notes, just like the people I just mentioned earlier. Always looking for stories that people have about things that happen to them while in Locksport because they're in Locksport or because they're a locksmith. You can send those into locksportscast.com slash contact or the email I said earlier, podcast at locksportscast.com. You can also send feedback about the show. That can be confidential or I can share it on the show. That's your choice. If you want it shared on the show, just uh, make sure that it is reasonable length, polite, work, family, safe, no politics, and not just drama. Moving on to criminals. After we had a uh, locksmith earlier that had been the victim of a criminal, in this one it appears that the locksmith is the suspect. The article is entitled, Boardman Woman Tells Police Locksmith Broke Into Her Home. This is out of Ohio. The article says that a Boardman woman told police that the man she hired to change her locks on her house returned to her home when she wasn't there. The woman called police in late June when she received a message from her alarm company that her rear door was open. She told police that when she checked her home security video, it showed the suspect inside her house. She said that that was the 37-year-old man that she had hired earlier to change her locks. Police say there was no signs of forced entry and nothing appeared to be missing from the home at that time. A warrant was issued for the suspect on June 30th, and he was arrested as police were investigating a private property accident on uh, Southern Boulevard, it says, wherever that is. The suspect has been jailed since his arrest and is scheduled to appear in Boardman Court on Tuesday to answer a burglary charge. They say, quote, locksmith in the headline, but we're not actually sure he's actually a licensed locksmith or anything like that. They just keep saying the man she hired to change locks, the man she hired to change the locks. So whether he was actually a locksmith or not is another question. The next story, uh, out of California, San Rafael, California, Associated Press, California burglar forgot keys inside crime scene. This was published on the uh, 26th of July, and it says that a Northern California burglar returned to the scene of a crime after he forgot his keys inside a donut company's corporate office. The thief stole some petty cash from Johnny's Donuts office in San Francisco Bay Area Saturday night. In another twist, he also grabbed the keys to a bakery vehicle, but didn't steal the vehicle itself. San Rafael police are seeking the public's help to identify the burglar, who used an unknown tool to manipulate the office doorknob to get inside around 10 p.m., according to the police. The crime was reported on Monday. Surveillance video shows the man moving between the office and a back storage area where he pried open a filing cabinet. Police say that he took a bank bag with an unknown amount of cash. Part of the investigation is finding out why this specific business was targeted. Also, why did he know to go to that specific area to get the bank bag with cash? Craig Blum, founder of Johnny's Donuts, is quoted as saying, It is an unfortunate incident, but we're glad no donuts or team members were harmed. Sometimes even the thought of a donut makes you do crazy things. Good to see he's got a sense of humor in the situation. So moving on to sales, uh, this one is from Peterson's. It is 15% off with the code DJTJD847R7. Kind of a confusing one. It will be in the show notes if you want to copy and paste. It is 
good for a $75 minimum order of lockpick sets, lockpick groupings, or individual picks at thinkpeterson.com. We have the Law Lock Tools sale that was uh, posted by Review Guru on Twitter. And I want to apologize to Review Guru because I realized last week I shared the, the direct link for his discount outside of his Twitter. That was rude. You know, he's, he's doing that partly to drive traffic to his Twitter. And that was just rude. So uh, it won't be in this week's show notes. If you want to check it out, check out the link to his Twitter post. Um, but he also shared the code SUMMER25 to get an additional 25% off at uh, Law Lock Tools. And his link gives you 10% off a minimum purchase of $50. So be sure to check out both of those if you are shopping at Law Lock Tools. Bare Bones Lock Picking uh, discount code this month is MICKOZ10. And that excludes Law Lock Tools products and expires at the end of this month. Lockpickmall.com, choice of three codes. Uh, we have Dark Arts Lockpicking has the code DarkVIP. Albert LaBelle has the code Albert. And Joe Picks has the code Joe Picks. Take your pick. 3DLockSport.com, all of your favorite 3D printed Locksport accessories, 10% off with the code LSCAST10. Thank you very much to Tony Varelli for setting that coupon code up a long time ago. Hopefully it's still good. I haven't checked it. Haven't received any notice that it isn't. So, uh, if anybody tries it and doesn't work, please let me know. But last I knew, it was still good, and it has been a long-standing coupon code thanks to Tony. Uh, but even more long-standing, the ones that don't ever seem to expire: MakeOlocks.com, fifteen percent off with the code by Mako, and UKLockPickers.co.uk, ten percent off with the code Gift. Moving on to giveaways. New one here for Lady Locks. She has a subscriber giveaway running. And the description on that video says, Hi everyone, I'm doing a subscriber giveaway just to show my appreciation for all of your support. I hope you like what I have for you. To enter the giveaway, all you have to do is subscribe to the channel, like the video, leave a comment below telling me what is your favorite lock to pick. The winner will be selected randomly on August 12th and will be announced on my video that comes out that day, so make sure to watch. And so you've got a couple of days. Uh, I'm recording this on the 7th, so you have a few more days to get in if you listen to this on time. We also still have the Average Life of Prince 100 subscriber giveaway that is running till the end of August. Uh, Knoxlocks has been doing bi-weekly uh, giveaways, a total of 13. I think he just wrapped up the second. Or was it the third? I think it's the second. Anyway, be sure to check out his channel. Link in the show notes. Uh, just to see what his latest giveaway drawing is. What the entry rules are. If you're into giveaways, always check out the hashtag LockBoss giveaway by CLK Supplies. And that brings us to the end of the show. Um, I want to apologize to everyone actually here too at the end of the show. Um, I have really been behind on things like Locky Awards stuff that I promised uh, for last year. Um, getting prepped for Locky Awards for this year. Uh, mailing out locks that I've promised to people. Um, basically everything but getting the podcast out has kind of slipped. And I, I apologize for that. But getting the podcast episodes out are on time are my number one priority. Um, well, after work and family. And uh, the first half of this year, I spent trying to keep up with all of that while working 
um, six twelves, and I got behind on car maintenance, house maintenance, and uh, other stuff. So been trying to catch up on that now that I'm not working that ridiculous schedule. And then I get the notice that one of my coworkers is going to have to go out for shoulder surgery sometime in the next month or two. And we will be back on, we'll be down person. So we'll be back on that ridiculous schedule. So, um, doing my best to catch up on what I can. Uh, but at the same time, not burning myself out. Cause the last thing I want to do is completely burn myself out to where I don't even have the energy or desire to continue the podcast. So Podcast is number one priority. If I have to let some of the other stuff slide, uh, unfortunately, that's that's what is happening. So keep sending in your news links, events, giveaway information, all that stuff, so I can keep this podcast out and out on time. Hopefully, um, I still haven't replaced my laptop. That's an expensive hit <laughs> because of my stupidity. So uh, unfortunately, it also does affect the timeline and my ability to work on some of this stuff during downtime at work and stuff. So. Uh, All I've got is my off time, and I appreciate everyone. Thank you so much. 